Welcome to episode 12 of the Social and Sport Interviews. This week's first guest is the CEO of PT Sports Suite, a UK sports tech company aimed to transform sports organisations into media powerhouses. Rich Jiri joined me from sunny South Africa, where he's been since the start of lockdown. His company launched a remote content creation app during this period and are working with Hashtag United and Bristol Sport to help them collect content from players and staff stuck at home. We talked about how he manages the company from so far away, how this period is accelerating digital disruption within sports organisations and how clubs are utilising player content to help boost their own content needs. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, then do subscribe on your platform of choice and of course leave a rating or review. That would be fantastic. I'm trying to find as many great people as I can to share their stories during this COVID-19 crisis to both help and inspire as many people out there as I can. So every little helps. You can also find a video of this chat on YouTube and by following me on LinkedIn. Links to both are in the show notes. So here's my interview with Rich, recorded on Thursday, 21st of May, 2020. Uh, as we've just been saying before the recording started, you're not in the UK, on your way back soon, hopefully, but obviously in sunny South Africa. So how's this kind of affected the company and the way you've been dealing over the last couple of months? Yeah, good question. So we arrived here in the middle of March uh, for a family holiday and we did our self-isolation and um, we'd already been exposed to the pandemic and its impact on people's mindsets, business and uh, if you like the general society. Uh, South Africa was a little bit behind, just purely geographic reasons. And as soon as we landed, I just said to my team, I said, guys, I'm not coming into the office if you don't mind potentially being exposed to any viruses. So please, uh, let's all just take this point now for, for you guys to start prepping yourselves for um, lockdown and um, just getting yourselves preserved, uh, any preservations in the house, uh, families and friends. Uh, from a work perspective, let's take 48 hours and let's see what our infrastructure and what our processes are. So kick that into action and a team of, what are we, about 20, 25 people. Uh, everyone embraced it. They said, great, thank you. And we've got, we got young families, we've got, we've got, we've got bachelors, we've got uh, young couples. So it was really important that everybody started to just take that notch up and just uh, the mindset. And so, so that was good. So everyone in the team, good, nice and safe. And we're very fortunate in the digital product development space that we can just pick up and operate anywhere. Hmm. Uh, the office is great. It's good team culture, good collaboration. And... To call it after the first one or two weeks, we, we as a team started to reflect on this new, really this new uh, methodology, uh, discipline, um, diligence, and good communication is, is pivotal. And I'm very proud of the team. They've done really well. So we haven't missed a, missed a heartbeat. Obviously, some of our clients, we have to adjust to, to their working hours and or their limited staff that's on their side and really, really just went into a holding pattern with a lot of existing clients there, there to help you. And at the same time, as a business, we wanted to look to see where we could innovate, um, not, to, not to look at the opportunity, not, not look at any opportunities there. I think where, where, there, where there is um, conflict or, or, or um, disaster, if you like, how do, how do people rise up? How do we not get consumed by the, by the negativity or by the, by the negative impacts, but how do we actually look at what, what have we got in our environment and how can we actually help? 
what do we need to speed track, what do we need to reprioritize, and um, and partner. So it's been quite exciting in, in that regard. To be yeah, honest. obviously one of the things you advocate quite a lot and involved in, as you say, is the whole digital disruption of sport, which is something we've been talking about for a long time and then has been kind of coming through in steps, but this is called probably a sudden acceleration for it. Yeah, that digital disruption, that's a, one of them classic uh, bingo <laughs> bingo words. But it's, it's, I think it is real, and uh, I think we, don't, we, we really just need to appreciate or acknowledge or identify digital disruption when actually our physical world is disrupted. Hmm. And, and actually how digital, the, the steps that a lot of organizations have been making over the last decade, not for this particular incident, but for a scenario where, where it would lend, lend itself to to being advantageous. So people have woken up. One of the things that we we like to bring to the market is the, the experience and the tools and the mechanisms we have and the platforms to, to really get one's media IP, digital assets, out of that physical infrastructure and to really put it in the, in the classic cloud. Um, mm. It's not only just putting it there for storage uh, purposes, but ultimately accessibility, performance, level of intelligence, and reusability and accessibility. So, so that's one of the things that we've that we definitely seen a spike. I think maybe some guys had it as their KPI for the last quarter and didn't achieve it or didn't get around to doing it. So now there's a bit of a scramble we've noticed and we're doing what we can, uh, dealing with the, now the additional physical barriers, if you like, or obstacles to get to that data that the COVID-19 situation is presenting with some, you know, some some brave people spending a lot of time in uh, in the office with bad connections trying to get data in the, into the cloud <laughs> i'm sure and it's i mean we've seen more and more of the you know the, how technology is impacting and it's kind of like as you say it's those who have been putting it off a little bit this is suddenly okay we can't put this off anymore you know we need to accelerate and we need to be able to work better and bring the right technology in to make it work. I mean, you even see it with the big tech companies where Google Hangouts, as for example, has been okay. But then suddenly they, you know, they're using it themselves and realize actually it needs some improving this. Okay, let's let's go. bring all these advancements forward. And suddenly have Google Meet, which is still pretty, you know, which is a lot better than Hangouts was. Yeah, too, just too. because they're having to use their own product. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so on that on that thread. What I've also noticed this time is that we've got very few or fewer decisions by committee. I think we're seeing people making way more decisive decisions because of the exposed risk on the business and needing to really make a quick decision. So I think there's a positive in that because sometimes really good incentives or, or ideas or, or concepts actually never get the light of day or even trialed or, and trialed for failure aren't getting that opportunity, whereas now people are feeling a little bit more, more bullish, a little bit more uh, adventurous and uh, willing to take that risk. Mm. I think we've seen a lot, you know, from the people I've spoken to as well, in terms of that, you know, having to collaborate and having to work, especially now within sports, we've got players with a hell of a lot more time on their hands, producing content themselves, working on social media, and clubs are trying to work out what they're going to do because all their content plans have completely gone out the window when this all started? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting one to, so, so my view of sports organizations is their majority of their assets are not only in physical stadium, stadia, but also players on, on the field 
and all of those assets are not able to generate any revenue at the moment. Um, so that's a big, big challenge for them. Whereas right now, the, the teams that can actually operate, the teams that can uh, produce uh, the wonderful media that we see sports organizations uh, publish and distribute, is actually that's been put on a cap because of uh, a lot of teams on, on furlough, gardening leave. And I almost would have liked to see a more of a shift in the other direction, seeing way more high quality creative media getting produced out of the organizations at this stage when, when we can't actually have any game time. So I've, I've a little bit of a challenge in understanding that. I dare say I, I have all the data to make a, a professional uh, opinion, but that's just my personal one at this point in time. There's definitely a dearth and of things. I mean, you look at right now, you look at the last dance, yeah. you know, in terms of what, how that's performed with Netflix and you know, just that, there's nothing else really going on and people are craving high quality sports content. So the last dance comes along, which by all accounts is meant to be one of the best docs out there anyway. Yeah. And suddenly it gets huge amounts of, so I'm up to date. I'm, I don't know. So I'm, are you also up to date? I've, uh, up to date with, uh, Episode 10, isn't it? Yes. I think the series is now finished. Time. I chose a really bad time to go from, in, from Netflix onto um, Disney. Uh, okay, okay. okay. So <laughs> I'm still on Netflix. Um, so Netflix, I think there's still... Sorry, I thought there was another episode coming. Maybe I fell asleep last night. So <laughs> what I'm loving about The Last Dance is, is people are now able, and sports organizations more and more are going to be looking to that behind the scenes footage. That footage that doesn't necessarily need to be aired straight away. It's about planning for media assets growth and value done in, in the future. So a lot of those shots of Michael Jordan, that was that some of that has never been released. Mm. Now it's sports organizations, content, media IP, in comparison to traditional news, that really gets us exciting. It's about, that, it's about that media asset that can sit on the shelf and just grow in value. It's about that player, it's a Gareth Bell at age 16, having that footage, that behind the scenes footage, playing in the, in, in, in the mud, age 16, scoring a goal where nobody could even fathom whether it was possible and only letting that come out when he's, when he's a superstar. And mm. that's the asset, that's where, that's what we like to work with. We like to work with evergreen content, content that grows in value, and content that's not actually being commissioned or paid for. Content that is naturally being produced, either by the player themselves, family, friends, uh, or colleagues. And that, that to me is a very exciting piece of sports media that uh, we, yeah, we've got a couple of tools and a couple of initiatives that we're, don't know if they're gonna work. We had to experiment. We're as adv adventurous as, as some, but uh, we just go back to principles and, and our background and we can streamline we can make it usable we can make it simple and we can we can get the workflow right and the, and the assets can get into an intelligent uh, archive for us to do further processing um, it's about it's about the, the change management and, and the marketing around it so that's our focus yeah and as you say you know how how are you seeing the, the you know the player content that behind the scenes contents been used over the last couple of months is it is there been any that stood out for you um i'm not going to highlight any if that's okay um <laughs> but i think what is more of a theme it's it's really what i'm liking is when players are stepping out of the gucci suit 
stepping out of the, the, the limelight and being seen as real people now on social media, where, where those superstars and those players are, we're all in the same boat together. If I can just put a, keep it on a, on a COVID-19 theme. And more and more reaching out to the community, the, the community around the, the stadium. It's not always about putting um, spectators or in seats to watch the superstars play for 90, 80, 90 minutes. It's, it's really it's now more than ever, the, the sports star, the celebrity and the brand and the organization and the contracts that align the player to the sports organization need to be revised because right now they can't be on the, play, they can't be on the playing field. They can't be at a hospitality event or a speaking session or a, a photo shoot for a, a top brand. But what they can do is they can reach out to the community, that which ultimately is the roots and the source of where a lot of uh, traditional sports clubs actually came from. So we're seeing charity runs, we're seeing community outreach programs, we're seeing personalized messages and digital formats going out to the community. And I think, I think I'd like to see that continue yeah. more and more. No, definitely. You know, when I've spoken to others about it, it's, it's one of those that, you know, has always happened but seems to get kind of pushed down by transfer rumours, the latest results, whether they're good or bad, how players are doing, what the progress of the manager's doing. And they just get kind of flooded out with the stream of everything else coming out. And this is like, yes, we do it, but we're not really going to highlight it. Exactly. And yeah, and I think what we're also seeing at this, this uh, what the change that the whole plan is going through is, is legal and contracts one one aspect that that binds a, a professional business relationship and i've always said and my dad's always taught me the deal is the real deal is done on a handshake and if you ever have to bring out the contract the relationship's broken so you don't want it to continue anyway so i think what what you're seeing now is i'm i'm hoping to see and i'm hearing some stories but i'm hearing other stories where where providers of technology or services are being too rigid with their contracts and not being as fluid and as agile as an environment, something like this really requires us to all be. And yeah. what we don't like to hear is when a player is not going to produce any or share any of their personal media with their organization. And it's for their own personal commercial gain. That I disagree with, especially now when player A can't be on the field, can't be utilized at a, as a, as a, call it a professional service. That's, that's where there's a break in the relationship. And I, I am hearing some great stories where players are saying, tell me what you need from me. I'm here. If you need me to train, do training videos, reach out, community outreach programs, um, I'm here. So I think we've seen two different types of camps, those which are true uh, partners and those which are true community and committed members. And that's where the, and I, it's where the capitalist and the contractual and the legal aspect yeah have a battle that's very much around kind of you know what their relationship with their clubs is like you know because you know some they're very very protective over their personal brand and they have their own sponsor rights to deliver as well which this is you know they're not wearing their boots or they're not making appearances to their own individual sponsors as well trying to do that yeah. balance that against what the club wants and if they're being reasonable or not there's a lot true. to weigh up true and i think uh, the analogy I gave my teenage son the other day, it's almost as if we were all playing a very, very competitive board game. And we didn't want to leave the table sometimes. We worked hard, we strategized, we aligned with, it, with people, and we were all playing a very nice game. 
But then somebody came and walked and just threw the board up in the air. <laughs> and the players are in the air, everything's in the air, and everyone's watching it. And it's, it's this pause pattern at the moment. Some people are giving up and they don't want to play the game. And some are, think it's going to be the same game. And some are looking at, oh, wow, actually, everything's up in the air. Where are the pieces going to land? What angle is the board going to be at? And who am, what, what, uh, what, what pieces are going to be mine? So <laughs> I think it's all up in the air. I think um, we're going to see how it all lands. And yeah, hopefully it's, hopefully it's towards a positive and, and stronger um, yeah, community at the end of the day. Not just yeah. uh, personally, commercially driven in my mind. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to stick out of the things we've seen in terms of technology, in terms of the content that's being produced and the way people are kind of collaborating and working together? What do you think is going to stick and what do you think might kind of disappear? So I can just ask you this question. Uh, how often could you count on two hands the amount of video face calls you've did before COVID-19? Or were you, were you quite an early adopter? But I'd like to... Definitely not uh, as many as I am. I think technology, I think, yeah. And that we're going to continue to do. I think more and more people are going to be doing digital facial for the moment, ad hoc, um, quick get-togethers, and also formal. We're going to be doing it on the... On, we're doing, we are doing it now. So what, what's happening now is FaceTimes, um, WhatsApp, video calls, uh, house party in the evening with your friends, Zoom on a professional basis, uh, so streaming. So streaming is picking up. The demand is there at, 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 at all levels. And COVID-19 has really done that for not only for, for big clubs, who's uh, reliable, consistent season ticket holders and match day spectators, would always flock to the venue. Um, we're going to be playing matches behind closed doors. Were all matches contracted to be streamed? How are we streaming them? How are we validating and authenticating? How are we pricing? How are we so who's sponsoring? Um, what platforms do we have? Is it good enough? Is it all of these questions are now very much up in the air to, to put a lot of focus on video. That's one traditional piece that I think will definitely expand and more and more lower tier clubs, we're going to see a lot more streaming going on. Um, the other area is around fans. More and more fans, we're going to be seeking certain fans to give us certain opinions on a more regular basis. Um, I think I'd like to see fans doing more live streams, um, not at the game, but leading up post during and and the club being able to mix that and bring them into a professional commentator and a player interview as well that's something that we're working on which is going to be quite a quite a nice uh, shift so yeah video streaming live streaming anybody streaming anywhere <laughs> anytime on any device i think yeah. that's going to be that's i mean that's an obvious one sorry about that but it's it's definitely going to happen no and what do you think you're going to take from this kind of from a personal from a business point of view from what you've kind of think has accelerated and made you think of, I need to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. So we sit with quite a few platforms and products that um, 
can all have all have their own place in 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 the, in the ecosystem. So I think what we're definitely looking at is not so much individual products at a point in time, but we're looking at more bundling, so product bundling. And um, we we really want to give the market something that's really affordable, that's highly configurable and can scale, and it looks really nice. So. I think it's given us opportunity that we're not trying to be too granular in our products and our setup too high, definitely not too high in our pricing, but how do we shrink it all together? The full end-to-end -end offering for a sports organization that doesn't have the budget, doesn't have the reach, but has, but has the need. So we're really looking to, yeah, I think everybody should be able to access digital platforms like the big clubs. So that's going to be our space. I'm yeah excited um, yeah i mean that's going to be one of the big challenges um, for anyone that's yeah. working with and i think if i could just go no. carry on no, sorry no <laughs> got a bit of a delay apologies it's not easy being at the bottom okay. of africa here so we i'm actually at the uh actually we actually are we're at the very last uh, village in, in in africa it's the con conservation village called scarborough so it's right by the point where the atlantic meets the indian ocean and it's uh uh, very fortunate, lucky, lucky to be here, and it's a great, great community. Everybody looks out for each other, uh, but the Wi-Fi is bad, or the, the internet <laughs> connection is bad. <laughs> um, what I don't know how, how you've seen this, but I think in general business, it, people are also wanting to do more and more business with people that add value to their experiences. So it's not so much going to be a business-to-business -business deal. I think a lot of the time, I think we're going to see more and more who can we trust um, and it's people, people orientated. So in a, a small example, outside of digital and outside of sport is we all normally go to the supermarket or to the, the fish shop to, to get our cuts. Uh, more and more friends of mine who, whose businesses are in tourism, for example, and being very successful to, to knuckle down. To, to go back to old school principles and, and to trade. And then I'll picking up fish from the docks, going straight to the farmer, going straight to, to, to the crops and actually ending delivery services. So I, I don't think we've eaten better than we ever have and at a better, which is people that we know that are on the boat and everyone's benefiting on the line. So that value chain is, is I think it's going to go back to, we're going to see it more. Um, who are we helping? What are we delivering? And what value is it offering? And are we doing it at the right price? Um, I think that's definitely going to be a bit of a, a bit of a theme going forward. No, definitely. And thank you. Thank you for sharing all your thoughts on this. And uh, I hope you get back to the UK soon in one piece when the, uh, when the, Commercial flights restart and you get back on the on on the plane. And uh, all the best of luck. Thank you very much for joining from what looks like an absolutely beautiful South Africa.